Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Bridge on FM 96.9 The Game. Powered by Advent Health. Advent Health. They are proud partners with your Orlando Magic, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit AdventHealth.com. Musical theme? His song's from 72. Mm, I know this song. Is this Cat Stevens? Wait, 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 hold on. I'm going to need some help on this one. Uh, uh, First name Magic Player Isaac. Jonathan. Um, Jonathan uh, Livingston Siegel. Jonathan, um... Uh, actor, last name, uh, Norton. Actor, last name, Norton. Hmm. No. Uh, uh, actor, uh, blank James Almost. What, blank? Actor's name, blank James Almost. What's his first name? Blank James? Fill in the name, blank, and then it's James Almost. What's his first name? I'm not much on actors. Jonathan Edwards sang Sunshine. Hmm. Was that the name of the song, Sunshine? Yeah. Edwards. What about the, um, you know, what about the prominent... Um, what about you getting it right? Okay. What about me? the prominent, uh, prominent uh, 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 socialist professor, Doctor Harry? How about that one? Right. Doctor Harry Edwards. How about Edward hmm? James? Almost. How hard is that to know? What What was he in? Oh, never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> Daniel hates it when he gives bad clues, and I can't. I give get bad it. clues. How about I hate it when my partner can't. I think it's something that should be known. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Daniels, every Friday we do a free-for-all Friday, and we always get a huge, huge response on the text line. All right. One we didn't get to earlier. I wanted to run this by you. All right. So, the guy texts in. Earlier this year, my brother and I spent a few days in Las Vegas for a guy's trip. My wife was kind enough to not give me grief about it but my brother is now asking me to go again to vegas with him but i'm worried that asking that asking again is too much is there any approach that i should take to get my wife's blessing 
for a second trip. When was the first trip? It's he said uh, earlier this year. I'm not. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think I that's think too a, soon. Yeah, I think uh, uh, to me it's probably an eight to nine month buffer. I, I think that's even too. I, you just take the wives with you. Why not just take the wives with you to Vegas? Well, I don't know. Again, I don't know how much these people travel. If it's something that, hey, honey, let's go on our own trip or so forth. But if, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're leaving the missus behind for another trip to Vegas, that that's a tough one. Mm, mm. Somebody else texted them because I said there should be an asterisk by Oklahoma's national softball championship. In fact, all their national softball championships because they're playing 18 miles from Norman in Oklahoma City. And somebody texted in, I'm confused. You want to move the softball national championships from OKC in the name of fairness. However, keep the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville. It's not the same thing. Florida-Georgia game is a split crowd. No, that's not right? the There's... same thing. I agree with that. It's, the tickets are sold 50-50. What I would counter is, uh, you is, is go ahead and write the column that the Gators should give up hosting a regional every year in baseball. And, and, and I mean... They don't have something to talk about. It, 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 okay, but the regional is not the College World Series. Mike, it's just where it is. It's not the fault of Oklahoma that they have a team good enough to get there. And they haven't won it every single year that it's been there. And if Six you want to move titles since so, 2013. So what? That's almost every year. Again. Guys. I don't know if you know that or so, not. So, so, so if Creighton gets the College World Series, how many years do we move it from Omaha? I mean, this is the dumbest thing in the world. This is where the event is. They've invested more than $120 million in that facility. It makes money for the NCAA. It makes money for the area there. That's where they chose to have this unique facility. If you're going to move it, there's no facility in the country that matches that. None. They built it for this event. Just like in Omaha, part of what they built that stadium, which is used by other teams, was to host the College World Series. They said, okay, we're going to keep this here. We'll spend, uh, I think that stadium's north of $200 million. That's just where it's at. Asterisk. Yeah, just take the strict part out of it for you then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, where do I want to go next? Uh, Real quick, we're going to get into this Joe Girardi situation, maybe next segment. But I I wanted to talk to you. You're a big horse racing aficionado. We all know about what's going on with the smoke up in New York, the Belmont Stakes uh, set for Saturday. Are they going to be able to run the Belmont Stakes? We already know know, the controversy in horse racing with all the horse deaths. Are you going to put the horses out there in this smoke, Daniels? Uh, they didn't race yesterday. Uh, they may race today uh, in Elmont, New York, at Belmont Park. The there's an index number that's applied to the air, and they've already set the standard that if it doesn't meet this number, they're not going to race. Uh, not getting too complicated. I think yesterday New York measured a 491 out of 500. I think the measurement is 200 to 150 where it's okay to race. If it's not in that area, they won't race tomorrow. So they won't race on on Saturday. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there's a chance that the Belmont Stakes, and today is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat 73 run, so there's a big celebration this weekend. And yeah. if, the, you know, if the air doesn't meet the index number, then they won't race. Not just By the, the way, Belmont, they the- won't race any race. How dominant was Big Red 50 years ago, huh? Guess we should have moved that since he liked the New York track. That wasn't fair either. 
Should have made it one someplace <laughs> else. Uh, what did he win by? 31 lengths, He won right? by 31 lengths. That's correct. Cool. Yeah, Greg, I, I wonder what sort of steroids he was And yet, I would on. tell you something that... Um, and I do think it's one of the most incredible videos you can watch just because of the separation. I still think the Kentucky Derby is more impressive. Because Sham was his rival. The other three horses, you could have run and beaten them. Um, but Sham was never going to get a mile and a half, and the horse, you know, they ran out, and, and, and there was no chance. But the Kentucky Derby, in uh, not as crowded as we do today, but but a crowded field, Remember, Mike, every quarter mile he ran faster. Wow. That doesn't happen in horse racing. And to me, that's more impressive. The fact that every quarter mile he ran was faster than the last is more impressive than in a week. What happens when you're on the juice, Daniel? There was no juice there. The crazy thing about it, and I I was doing this yesterday on my history lesson. The crazy thing is, and and you're talking about the horse racing tragedies uh, today and, and a valid story. Okay, Mike. Back then, Secretariat was racing almost every two weeks. Right. After he won the Triple Crown, Mike, he raced mm-hmm. 11 days later. <laughs> wow. It was insane wow. to go, what, what, what are you doing? I mean, you look at today, and you have some horses that you know go six weeks between their last prep race and the Derby, and if they win the Triple Crown, retire. They put that horse back out there in less than two weeks. Wow. Daniels, you're you you love good writing. You're a good writer yourself. Um, if you want to, the, the best column I think I've read this year. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, the best column I think I've read this year. You, you, you know, David Whitley used to work at the Orlando Sentinel. Now works at the Gainesville Sun. He did a column earlier this week on Secretariat's last remaining son, a maritime traveler. It was in O'Callaghan. Yeah, he's retired at at a farm in Ocala, and he just goes through like what maritime maritime traveler you know paid they they paid big money for him, um, you know, bred to the max with Secretariat and some other renowned horse of the day, uh-huh. and the horse just didn't want to be a racehorse. He was terrible. He was terrible. He won like fifteen hundred dollars career earnings. Right. He he was just a flop. But he, he and he goes through the whole story of this horse that was so well written and Whitley's so good. You got to read this story. I will do it in the Gainesville Sun. I yeah. shall do Gainesville it. Gainesville Sun. Don't forget to check out today's column that Mark Daniels has up at uh, ninety six mm. of the game uh, dot com that uh, does uh, tell you that if you think that um, the PIF thank you that the PIF wow, is done related. when it comes to investing in uh, the United States, you're 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 wrong. Mm mm mm. All right, straight ahead, uh, UCF wanted to invest in Joe Girardi, but Joe Girardi said at the last minute, eh, I don't think so. I want to get into that story. Also, some other stories, college football, NBA coming your way on the bridge. Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by Advent Health. It is time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit adventhealth.com. I need a ruling, Daniel. Yes. 
Okay, so you know I'm a big Publix guy. I'm like, at my Publix, they call me the BOGO King, all right, because I don't, rarely do I buy anything at Publix that's not on BOGO, okay? Okay. All right, so, but every so often, every month. You don't need, you know? No, 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 I need the items. I'll just buy a bunch of the items I do need. Okay. All right, like I'll I'll get like six bags of peanuts or something. All right, so every so often, though, Publix has this this special. It's in their flyer every week. You can buy a $50 gas card and get a $10 off of. So you get a $50 gas card for $40, Uh okay? And always wait for that because, you know, $10 worth of free gas. Who who doesn't like that? So, but there's there's a caveat. You're only allowed one one gas card per visit to Publix, uh-huh. all right? And you have to spend at least $50 to get the gas, $50 in groceries to get the gas card. So yesterday, I went to Publix, and I bought my $50 worth of groceries and got the gas card for $40. And I took the groceries out to my car, put them in my car, then I went back into Publix and got $50 more worth of groceries and got another gas card. I have no issue with that. Yeah, one of my buddies said that's going a little overboard. No, it's not. Uh, uh, you, you still spent north of 100 bucks on groceries. Yeah. No and issue. I needed the groceries. No yeah. issue at all. No? No, okay. no issue at all. Good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Glad none, to hear that. None whatsoever. What do you think about Orlando City? Um, <laughs> they... They changed their ticket policy for the uh, the Messi game yesterday. Well, I mean, just buyer beware. I mean, I understand why they did it. Every other team in MLS has done it. Uh, he's not contractually obligated to play in any game. So you're just, you know, buyer beware. You're buying a ticket for a game that you hope he plays in. I hope he plays when he comes here. But, um, again, the window doesn't open until July the 5th. And I, I I just don't think he's going to play every game. Like Scott and I were talking, I, I, I'd be surprised if he plays in their match in Atlanta. It's on turf. Um, and I just don't think, because remember, he's gone through the European and pretty much international schedule of, uh, of league competition, which is that August through May, throw in the World Cup. So... I don't think he's about to roll out and, and play the rest of the MLS full schedule in what's already been a busy international and league schedule. So buy your ticket, but there's no guarantee that he's going to play, and I'm pretty sure I haven't read the fine print. You're not getting your money back if you buy the ticket and he doesn't play. <laughs> right? So yeah. just, just buy or beware. Do you, how, many, how many more tickets... Like like prorated season ticket packages. How many more prorated season tickets do you think Orlando City would or will or could sell with this? I I, I really have no idea. Um, I I don't have a lot of knowledge about their season ticket uh, base and, and how they sell their season tickets. I'm aware of, about where their season tickets are, but I don't know. And I, I heard you earlier say, you know, they really want this if. And I'll just pick a number. If 500 people bought this prorated season ticket package and they go to one game, 
Is that good for Orlando City soccer? Sure it is. I have the money. doesn't matter if somebody fits in that seat or not. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to say goodbye to our listeners in Tallahassee at FM 96.5 The Spear. You can keep listening if you'd like. Just find us on the iHeartRadio app. Search for 96.9 The Game in Orlando. Otherwise, we'll catch you bright and early Monday morning. Let's pause. for st- Okay, Daniels, it's been uh, rumored for a few days. In fact, I think UCFSports.com reported on Wednesday that Joe Girardi, former Yankees manager, former Phillies manager, former Marlins manager, that Joe Girardi came to UCF, interviewed for the uh, uh, vacant head baseball coaching job. It appeared he was going to take it. And then it was reported yesterday by MLB.com that Girardi decided at the last minute, not to take the job. Um, I said earlier, I think this is actually good for UCF. I don't know how good of a college baseball coach Joe Girardi would have made. I don't know if he would have been committed to UCF for the long term, all of that. Um, what do you know about this, Daniels? Hmm. Uh... Everything? The job is still open at UCF for its baseball coach. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let me let me let me rephrase this in a way that that maybe you could answer. Um hypothetically think uh, uh, hypothetically speaking. Uh-huh. Do you think Joe Girardi would have been a good baseball hire for UCF? Well, let me hypothetically answer by saying if you've not coached at the college level, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful at the college level. But okay. there is a significant difference between managing a Major League Baseball roster, not so much of the X and O's part of it. The game is the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the management of, at a Major League roster, the players that may range of guys making $40 million to rookies and just that roster control there versus a college roster in one, how you construct it, um, and some of the challenges that you face at the college game. And if you've never done it, it is eye-opening. And it doesn't mean that a person cannot hire a staff to help with that process. And I would assume that if Joe Girardi was to pursue something in college, that he and the people around him have said, okay, how do we want to build our staff both on the field and off the field? Because I think even Joe Girardi would admit He's not experienced in recruiting college players, either through a transfer portal or recruiting uh, out of high school. Now, Joe Joe has a son that plays baseball. Joe actually was involved with a few of the Florida development uh, leagues out there, but a little bit different than managing a roster. Again, it doesn't mean that he or anybody else making that move would not be successful. It just is a different sport off the field than constructing a roster. Managing a game, when to pinch hit, when to bunt, and things like that, that's baseball. And certainly anybody that has his experience would understand that game. But it doesn't translate just like if you took somebody to college and tomorrow said you're a major league manager. A little bit different when you're managing egos of guys making $45 million uh, to you. So, you know, doesn't mean he can't be successful, but it is different. Now, obviously, he knows the X's and O's of baseball. Um, I wonder, though, obviously it would have been a splashy hour. There's no question about that. And you, you know, UCF would have been lauded if they'd have been able to lure Joe Girardi to their baseball program. But I'm, wa- I'm wondering, like, if you, have a be- if you have a big, big name like Joe Girardi, 
Does does that name in itself is that going to be is is that going to attract recruits or people going to say hey I want to go play baseball for the guy who manages the Yankees? You know, used Mike, to manage I, the Yankees. I, I think the answer to that is probably yes or no. Meaning that there may be uh, whether it's transfers or high school players that know the name and think wow that would be great to play for somebody with that experience. There may be players that would say hey I just want to play man and give me somebody that knows the game. And there may be others that today say, how much am I getting paid? And if right. Snoopy the dog is managing, if I'm getting paid, do I care? So there's different agendas, and I think that applies whether it is that name with any job, meaning if Joe wanted to manage, or anything else. For example, uh, Gus Malzahn. Do you think that some recruits will come play for Gus Malzahn because he's the guy that's beaten Nick Saban three times and has won in, you know, in the SEC. Probably. you know. And if you're an offensive player, you may say he's got a great offensive reputation. But do you think there are other players that are thinking about coming to UCF that it's all about, well, what's my NIL? And yeah, I, I think in today's world it's mostly NIL. Right. So, so I think that applies um, across the board. I mean, look, there's some things I can't talk about here, but... but, but um, I do think that 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 UCF has candidates for the job. Terry Mahadra's been down the process, and whether they're closer to whatever decision they want to make and whatever may or may not have happened, it, it, it's not for lack of interest in that job. Um, there's a lot of interest in that job. There's been a lot of interest of sitting coaches and top assistants and um, people like that, and and you know they'll settle on somebody and hope it's you know I hope it's a great hire. I, uh, again, back to whether Joe Girardi would have been successful or not. Even if he were successful, I, is he done? Is he done trying to be a major league manager? I don't. I don't know that he is. I just don't know how long a guy like that's going to stick around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, I don't know anybody that's ever done managing or being a head coach as long as someone comes and offers you the money to do it. You know, like if tomorrow, Mike, somebody called Stan Van Gundy and said, hey, one of these openings, you want to come for nine million bucks? Yes. Okay, so so, so I don't know if you've ever you know, been at that level that you're ever done if someone comes and offers. If no one offers, well, then you're done, you know, if no one comes uh, and offers. But, but, but I don't know, and I can't speak for... Um, uh, you know, for Joe Girardi, if he, uh, you know, has closed the door and ever managing again, because my guess is if some team came and said, Joe, here's X amount of money, would you do it? Um, and only he can answer for, for, for you know, what he wants to do uh, next. Um, and like is I it? said, there's some things I can't talk about, but I, I think UCF is in a position to, 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 to hire a really good coach. Let me, uh, from our text on, somebody wanted to ask you, um, uh, why would a World Series winning Major League Baseball manager who's only been out of baseball for a little over a year want to come to a college program that has been underfunded over the last few years? What, what, what would be? What would be? What would be? Why would Joe? Have you Girardi ever met be a in? single coach that didn't think that they could fix anything that was wrong when they took over a job? Just in general, right? I mean, every coach takes the job because they think they can be better than the last guy if they're replacing somebody that was let go, right? Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak whether it's Joe Girardi or anybody else about why they would go from one level to another. Again, for Joe, at the moment, there was nobody interested in hiring him to be a major league manager. Maybe 
someone throws an idea and like that's kind of intriguing and mm-hmm. he's got a home in 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 this area and maybe there's an idea like you know what what what, what what's wrong we're doing something like that as for whatever may or may not have happened again i, I i'm not going to get into that the part about funding listen that's a valid question uh regarding any program in the case of ucf there's a commitment a significant donor step forward and in, in you know in the last year um, Terry Mahajra talked publicly about some of the changes that they want to make. This is not critical of any single person at, at UCF. I'm just telling you as a guy that's been in a, a, every baseball facility in the American, you can make the case that UCF has the worst facility in the American. And they're going to go into the Big 12, probably at the bottom of that. Now, their plan is to upgrade, um, but it's a fair question. By the way, whether it's Joe Girardi or Mike Bianchi or anybody, you're going to ask those questions whether you're taking the football job, baseball job, whatever, at any school. Hey, where are we at in facilities, and what's your plan? Because before I say yes, what is the commitment? And this is in general. This isn't towards just UCF. You go ask college baseball and softball coaches in this country, with the exception of the elite few. Ask them what their frustration has been regarding their facilities, and the most, and the most common answer you'll get is, well, they had plans, and the plans get put off. And then people say, well, well, why do the plans get put off? And those coaches usually turn their body towards that big round structure that's used six or seven Saturdays in the fall. <laughs> right? <laughs> and go, yeah, well, stadium, yeah. over there. And they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, probably, probably 85% of the coaches in college softball and baseball would make the same body move and go, there. And so <laughs> right. that's what happens. All right, last question, and I said this earlier, and I'm probably speaking out of my you-know-what, all right, yeah. because I don't cover college baseball. I don't go to facil- the, all of these facilities that you go to, but I said earlier there's no excuse for UCF's baseball program not to have gotten over the hump over the last few years, whether it be former coach Greg Lovelady, um, whether it be um, – who was the coach before Lovelady? Terry Lady? Rooney. Terry Rooney. um why haven't they gotten over the hump? And is there should they have? Um, I, I mean, they are college. It, it, they are a pretty good college, uh, a damn good university in the state of Florida. I don't think there's anything wrong in fans believing that UCF baseball should win at a higher level. I, I, I you know, I, I've been a part of it for three decades now, and um, there are different reasons that we can get into that some may buy and not buy a combination of you missed on some recruits. Um, you had a high draft class, and half of them chose to sign and play Major League Baseball uh, or, or, or play professional baseball, um, injuries, um, and things like that. And, you know, frustrated fans don't want to hear that those are things that have come into play in recent years for UCF. And um, I get fan expectation, and, yeah, you know, you, you, you should win at a higher level. You do need... You do need facilities, and you do need a commitment to support the program. Not that it hasn't been supported, but I do think there's an understanding of where they're going that they have to invest money because this league, like in other sports in this league, you're competing against a, a much higher level um, of competition. So, you know, we'll see if that happens. But, yes, there's a talent base in Florida that you feel like you should be competitive um, at a higher level. I get that. By the way, the Did other big Rooney... news in our state yesterday was Gino Damari resigned at Miami. I mean, imagine that. Four regionals they've hosted, and uh, he's gone. At Miami, they they don't just expect to host regionals. Well, I'm Dang. just saying, though, that's one of their own. 
uh, part of the program for 25 years, and he gave the Urban Meyer uh, release yesterday about more time with the family. And trust me, that wasn't the case. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that. There's Is another... there any chance that that's why Girardi backed out at UCF? Mm-hmm. In a generic answer, I can't speak for whoever may be interested in whatever job and, and reasons for that. Again, I, I I just can't get into some of the stuff about whatever you're trying to get to. By the way, did Rooney did Rooney replace Jay Bergman? Yes. Bergman had it going pretty good for a, a, a long time, right? Yes. Okay. Bergman, like like the end of the Jay Bergman era, uh, didn't end well. But how, how was the quality of play on the field at the end of Bergman? Was he was he getting the regionals and all of that? Yeah, I got a little bit tougher, um, but mm. but but Jay, for where college baseball was and for where UCS program was, um, you know, which back then is we're talking the Atlantic Sun. Uh, Jay was very competitive with some very good teams. Um, you know, I to this day the, it, it, it's now twenty two years. The two thousand one baseball team in, in all my years is the best baseball team I ever saw at UCF and should have gone to the College World Series. You want to talk about? Um, home field advantage. Mike, 2001, uh, UCF was a number one seed in a regional sent to Columbia, North Carolina. Oh, God. (laughs) Where, you know, they were throwing batteries and pennies at our kids in the on-deck circle uh, trying to play a baseball game in that regional and ended up playing three games against South Carolina as a number one seed. And to this day, I will believe if somehow, some way, and, you know, the stadium wasn't there, if UCF could have hosted in 2001, they would have been in Omaha. That that that, mm. that team would have definitely gone to Omaha. But, you know, it, it, it happens. So, long with an answer to your question, I think they'll find a very competent person to be their baseball coach, whoever that name is, and probably sooner than later. There you have it. Back with more of The Bridge, uh, brought to Bavin Health next. Get ready, boys and girls. Mike Bianchi. I can't sing this. Uh, I can't sing this song. I don't really know the words that long. <laughs> when does that ever stop you? Mm. Yeah, wave that red white. That's blue. all we need. Yeah. I ain't no millionaire, son. <laughs> Tell you that. It ain't me. Uh, it no. ain't me. No. No. I ain't no millionaire. No. It ain't me. It ain't me. That's right. I ain't no fortunate one. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Can I I show something that I found funny yesterday? And I always laugh when this happens. What? And we've talked about it before. So yesterday, some of our tax dollars at work as the college football and college athletic leaders gathered in Capitol Hill (laughs) because there's nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're posing for pictures. We're in congressional leader offices, and we've got these brain trusts getting together. We've got university presidents. Was Nick there? Yeah. yeah. Nick's sitting right in the room there with uh, uh, Brian Kelly. We got uh, conference commissioners. We've got uh, the head of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. We've got university presidents. And, Mike, the, 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 the leaders are coming together. And they're going to solve what they claimed is a crisis in college athletics. Mm-hmm. It's a crisis. I mean, this, this, 
this NIL thing is it it it's a runaway train, man. It's just yeah. a, it's a crisis. Yeah. Tommy Tuberville saying about the transfer portal, just bad. This bad what's happening out there, man. It's, it's just bad, right? Okay. And I found it I found it hilarious about coaches sitting there complaining about NIL in the portal when I'm like, well, well, Brian Kelly got up and he left Notre Dame and he just went and took a, a job that paid more money at some place, right? He, 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 he left and did that. Um, you got an athletic director uh, at Arkansas that said, something's wrong when we got student-athletes staying in college instead of going pro because of the money. I'm like, wait, there, there's something bad about staying in school? Like, right. that's a bad thing? And then everyone's talking back and forth, and I you know, I, I don't tweet much these days because it's not healthy for me. But I did send a tweet out uh, this morning. So all these leaders are getting together, and they're all talking about NIL and, and the transfer portal. we got to fix it. And I wondered, did anybody bother to bring up the transfer rule about how you can get a second and third transfer and play without sitting out? Oh, that's right. I guess some of the same coaches that are in Capitol Hill complaining about NIL and the transfer portal, they don't want to bring up the fact that they use the mental health waiver to get players a third and fourth transfer to come to their school. Because if you don't like the transfer situation, enforce your rule. Because the rule is still one-time transfer. But yet some of the same guys, Nick Saban, Brian Kelly, and some of these other uh, commissioners and presidents, won't take a look at your roster? How did you get kids that are on their third and fourth school? Oh, that's right. You use the mental health waiver, which all of you are abusing. But we didn't bring that up yesterday, did we? No, we didn't talk about that. we got to make sure that these kids get more control over NIL and everything. While the coach, whether it's Tommy Tuberville, had no problem taking the 20-plus million every time he got fired. Or Brian Kelly, who left to go to LSU to take more money. But we got to figure out how to get this national NIL bill to control these kids out there. That's hilarious. Although, although, and I, I certainly understand where you're coming from, Daniels, and I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here. I, I agree with you on the whole transfer portal thing, all right? But you, you would agree that something has to be done with NIL to at least have some sort of as Nick Saban likes to say, guardrails or whether it be Mike, a salary. Did, no, no. Do you not agree? No? no, 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 no. Mike, all of these people that went to Washington yesterday can fix everything they're complaining about. Everything they're complaining about. But it's not fixable. You know why? Because if you get four people in a room and say, hey, whether we're going to open a business or, or we're going to write down the rules that we all pledge to follow moving forward. And that's how a lot of small businesses are made when partnerships and they grow. And as long as you abide by the rules or bylaws you put in place, and it says if you don't do this, here's the penalty. When you get 8 and 16 and 32 and 300 and 600 and 3,000, now what happens? Now it's hard to get unified rules. But, again, you point a finger at the NCAA. All you need is Greg Sankey, every other commissioner, AD, to go, these are the rules that we're all going to follow. But then someone says, well, how can I be sure that my rival is policed? 
And then that rival stands up and says, me? Who's going to police you? And welcome to 2023. I don't know how to fix this, but they refuse to follow the rules that they put in place. So when they can't control themselves, here's the idea. We'll blame the NCAA until they're relevant, and then we'll go to Congress and ask them to fix it. And, Mike, if tomorrow they put in place a federal law regarding name, image, and likeness, who's policing it? Who? Who's policing it? Same you... people that are policing the state of Florida law when it comes to NIL. <laughs> Nobody. Mike, <laughs> uh, it, it, right. So, so uh, other than the photo op, it just comes back to what do you want? I, I played a clip yesterday, uh, you know, and, and, and Scott was here with me, uh, of the Arizona president, okay, Robert C. Robbins. Um, he invited these people. This was his idea to have this event there. In a clip that, 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 that he did in an interview with ESPN, he says, you know, we've got to get this national law in place because we can't have states doing their own thing. It's not healthy when it comes to that. We need balance. 30 seconds later, he acknowledges that, hey, the Big Ten and the SEC, their TV deals are just way out there. we got to get something. Oh, so it's okay when they have two different deals. I mean, don't you want unified money for everybody then? How come mm-hmm. it's okay that the SEC and Big Ten have their Good own? Point. Good so, point. So, uh, you know, leaders lead. Complainers complain. And if Nick Saban doesn't like the system that's in place and Brian Kelly and all these other co- then tell me what you're all going to follow. Because you never do that. It, it, it really bothers me because as I learned about this and – I still think it's one of the most underreported stories. And when I spoke to several people, and all I did was write a, a silly blog for our radio station, I cannot tell you that mental health waiver uh, uh, for transfer, the abuse that is being used by some of these two-faced coaches is ridiculous. Look at your roster. And by the way, I, I, every school does it, okay? If your roster includes players on their third and fourth school, and, and ask You won't, but ask them how they got there. The only way, the only way a player can get a second transfer is, A, they use the one-time transfer, and then they have eligibility left to be a graduate transfer. That's it. So when you see a player on their third and fourth school, ask how. And the answer is, well, the coach says use a mental health waiver, which is offensive to people that have real issues. But every one of these coaches, that's how they do it, abusing the system. So I'm supposed to believe that we're going to set up an NIL federal law and you're all going to abide by it? Yeah, and, and I hate the fact, Daniels, that these coaches and administrators, they want the, they, they want – they want the federal government to bail them out. They don't want to make their own tough decisions. It's sort of like the transgender sports policy. None of none of the uh, you know bodies would make a call on that, and then the government gets involved, and so their 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 hands are forced. So make your own damn decisions, and as you said, <laughs> police it. Mike. Make your decisions. Don't expect the federal right. government to make the decisions for you. NIL has become a joke, Daniels. I was talking to Mackenzie Milton yesterday mm-hmm. about, you know, he's, he helped start UCF's NIL, Mission Control. And Mackenzie Milton says, yeah, the original idea that, that, I, that I wanted was, hey, you're going you're gonna to reward the players that, that 
are on your roster and try to get them marketing deals. And then he, then he says, then it turns into this pay for play thing that I wasn't really on board with. Right. It, it, exactly. And, and before you go, Mike, you've covered just college football long enough. Was the NCAA perfect in the eighties and nineties? No. Hell but, no. but, but, but Mike, did at people, least they policed. Right. Right. Did people follow rules? They did. Yeah. They did. Now, did schools if they get didn't, they would get hammered. Right. So, so we've done it before, but our greed and the money in play has allowed it to be like, hey, we can't police ourselves. Why don't you police us? And, like, yeah, that group, that group's yeah. the one you uh, want to get help from right now. <laughs> Peace, love, boil fe- peanuts. Have a great show and a great weekend. Thank you, Mike. It's a Friday edition of the Beat of Sports, and it kicks off next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.